In today's Mishnah, we'll learn the third and fourth Mish from the eighth Perkim Sechdur, and the Mishnah begins. What we're dealing with here is the Anshi Chatzar refers to various houses that open onto a Chatzar. However, within this uh, complex, we also have a Mirpeset. A Mirpeset is a balcony. However, what this really means is we have a first floor, which has many other apartments, and they all open up onto this landing, and it's shared by them as well. So those people of the Mirpeset, those people in, on the first floor, they all combined together and made an Eruv Chatzero to allow them to transfer items from their house to this balcony. And the people down below on the ground floor, they also made an Eruv Chatzero on their own to allow them to carry from their houses to this Chatzero. However, what they didn't do is make an Eruv Chatzero together, the first floor people and the ground floor. So therefore, the people in the Mirpeset cannot carry downstairs the Chatzero, and those people from the ground floor cannot carry items from their houses up to the Mirpeset. However, since they're both made independent of Chatzerot, they can still both independently carry in their areas. Because despite the fact, and we learned this previously, that there's a rite of passage, there's Drusat Regel for the people in the Mirpesa to go through the Chatzer, since they can carry in their own area, it doesn't ruin it. So the question is, what about certain items in the Chatzer that are elevated? Mishnah says, Kosha Gavo Asrat Fachim. Anything that, for example, is a pole or a platform of some sort that is 10 Fachim high from the ground, the Mishnah says that's Lemir Peset. That's considered really part of the Mir Peset or belonging to those people of the Mir Peset of the balcony and not belonging to those people of the Chatzer. Why? That is because it's really very, it's a useful, it's very easy for the people of the Mir Peset to use that platform and not for those people in the Chatzer. Therefore, it's considered like their Reshut. However, Pachomikan, if it's lower than that, this pillar or this mound, less than 10 Fachim high, then the Mishnah says Lachatzer. The, the Gemarics, and what that really means, it's really belongs, it's really shach to both of them, both Anshe Chatzar and Anshe Mir Peset. Consequently, neither would be able to use it because it's like a shared region. Mishnah continues, Chulia Tabor Vasela. Let's say someone dug a pit, and the Chulia Tabor is when they place the soil around the rim of the pit and raise it quite high. And that basically acts as like a fence around it. Or we're dealing with like a cellar, like a stone. If they are Gvoa Asrat Fachim, if they are Ten Fachim high, then once again it's, it's the same law. That it, that region on the, on the top is really Lemir Peset, and therefore they can use it. However, Pachot Mikan, if it's lower than that, then it's Lachatzer, belongs to both. So the Mishnah qualifies this whole ruling. It says, When do we say that any, a raised platform or a pillar or a pole that is Ten Fachim high is really Shayach, is really connected to the, the Mir Peset? That's when it's Besmucha. That is when it is close to the, the Mir Peset. If, if it is at a distance from the Mir Peset, then since it's difficult for the Mir Peset to use it, then even if it's 10 Fachim high, then it really is considered Lachatzer, it is exclusively belongs to the Anshi Chatzer. So I should say here, it's not really exclusively, Kati here says actually, it's Shach to both, and they both will not be able to use these pillars that are so high off the ground. The so Greek Mishnah asks, Ve'ezah he's smucha, what is considered close? Mishnah says, That is, provided that the pole or the platform is within 10 Tfachim from the actual Merpeset. However, if it's at a distance greater than that, then, as we said, it's really considered it's considered shayach. It's considered really like the property of both the and Mipesa, and neither would be able to use it. Now, let's look Mishnah Dad. The Mishnah says, "Anotenata eruvo." If someone places the eruv chatzerot in a beit shar, which is the guard house, that the guard simply sits there at the entrance of the chatzer, or a chsadra, where he places it in a porch, I should say, for or mirpeset, or that's a balcony. The Mishnah says, "Einu eruv." Why? Because we said the Erev Chatzir has to be placed in a house, or a Beit Dira, a place suitable for dwelling in. And none of these locations are really qualify, 
and therefore it's as if you've placed the Eruv within the Chatzir itself, which is not uh, satisfactory. The Hadarshan, if someone happens to be living and dwelling in one of these locations, Eno or love. they're not considered like an extra occupant that would be required to contribute to be part of the Eruv, because it's not considered a Beit Dira. It's not considered a, not like another house in the Chatzir. Mishnah continues, Beit Teven, this is a building that's used for storing straw, or bait or bait bakar, or a barn, or bait eitzim. This is a building used for storing wood, or bait otzarot, or a storeroom. Harei zeh eruv. All these places, if you place your eruv chatzir in them, then it would qualify. Why? Because these places, despite the fact someone not be they're not being used for dwelling in at the moment, they're suitable places for for dwelling in. If someone happens to live in there, for example, the owner lent it out to another person to live in it, then then it would be a cause of problem. They would have to contribute to the Eruv. However, Yehuda says as follows, If the person who rented a house from the Balachatzer, but it was in a context such that the Balachatzer still had rights of access, so Balabait, I should say, had access to that location, then the fact that it's an occupant in one of his places he's rented out, then it would, would not be considered like an independent dweller and other an occupant, and it wouldn't cause a problem, it wouldn't, or Sarah Love, they wouldn't need to, say, include this person of Chatzerot in order to carry from the houses to the Chatzer. Now, we have to uh, qualify this statement with two points. One is, what does it mean he has access to it? So Akpachinura here explains that that's... Only if we're dealing with where the owner left some items in the house that he's rented out, that you are not allowed to move on Shabbat. And he has right to come in there whenever he likes. Otherwise, if were that not the case, if it's something that could be moved on Shabbat, then we could say the person who's borrowing the house would be able to, say, remove it on Shabbat itself. And that's not considered really a tfisat yard. That's not really as if the, the owner still has a handle or hold on the house. Um, the next important point is, is when do we say the fact that the owner of the house that was rented out, as long as he has a handle on it, or has access or some sort of some right to access his things, when does that really make it as if this new renter is not like an independent occupant? That is only really when there's no other occupants in the chatzer meaning it's just the Balabait and he's rented out a place within his chatzer for somebody else. However, if there are other people, then it wouldn't necessarily be the case. The Batanura says that you can see this specifically in the words because it says Eno Oser Alav, meaning he doesn't make, he doesn't make it asul for him, and it's termed in the singular for the Balabait. However, the other people in the Chatzir would create a problem. Uh, the Batanura actually quotes the Rabbi Yonatan. They said it says it also actually depends as well, even with other occupants. He only creates a problem despite the fact he has Tfisat Yad if the Eruv was placed in another person's house. However, if it was placed in the house of the Balabai that was renting out the location, and he still had a Tfisat Yad, still had some property in the house that again could not be moved on Shabbat, then this other person wouldn't, or Sarah Lavi, wouldn't have to contribute to the air of those in Mishnah today.